0: What a strange season we find ourselves in. As Jeannie mentioned, coming up on Thursday of this week is the vernal equinox, the day of equal light and dark as we move toward greater light, and marks a change of the season. This week we move from winter to spring. Normally this would be a moment for rejoicing, for noticing the first buds on the trees and those first eager shoots of the crocus that appear fighting through the frosty ground. Normally, we might find ourselves encountering some late snows or aberrational, cold days, but each week would bring warmer, bluer, brighter skies. Because spring always finds its way back. The sun comes around again. The plants that have been nourished in darkness find their way to the light. This is a truth we deeply know. This is the cycle of life that carries us all. I remember as a college student, those first warm days of spring, my peers were just empty out of every building, shorts and t-shirts on, even if it was March, laying on the grass, soaking in every single bit of sunshine they could. As an adult, I've seen it where I live, the fields that walk along the river, families and friends enjoying the time outside together, grasping at those first early days of spring. And yet, this year, in this moment, we find ourselves, with our human response to the seasonal change, disrupted. This year, we will miss those days, many of us. We will be inside. It's a scary prospect. We face a difficult challenge. That term, social distancing, we've all been hearing, doesn't simply mean avoid being too close. It means avoid being together in person at all. It means stay home. Just stay at home. And please believe I know how hard this will be. With three young children and two grandparents at home, we are in the early stages of our own safety-driven, self-imposed quarantine. And I get that it's hard. (laughs) Most of us humans find staying inside all day, every day, painful. There will be days we drive each other mad. Honestly, we might drive each other a little mad every single day, but, This challenge we are all taking on, this challenge of staying home, we're taking on for the best of reasons. We're doing it to protect each other. We're doing it because we know that staying at home, missing those first days of sunshine, being physically apart, is what will help as many of us as possible to survive. It means that we are taking to heart the idea of community we talk about here every Sunday, all of us, All of us are part of that human family, and we will work to protect all of us. We know that in this moment, loving our community means foregoing the hugs and the high-fives and the togetherness we humans crave. And I am so proud of the leadership of this congregation for making the hard decision, and for all of you watching from home for your commitment to find ways to be together in spite of the distance. Thank you for living your deep belief in the power of love in our interconnected world. And I'll tell you what I'm finding, and I hope you are too, is that this time, like many times of crisis and challenge, is also a time of possibility. When I can put down my fears, I can embrace imagination. I'm learning new technologies for connection, so is everyone in this room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm being forced to get expansive in my vision of what being together means, what learning means, what community means, and even what worship means. This is not a bad thing, expanding our minds in this way. My colleague, the Reverend Lynn Unger, wrote a poem that has gone positively viral. You may have already encountered it. It's titled Pandemic, and I want to share it with you this morning. She writes... What if you thought of it as the Jews consider the Sabbath the most sacred of times? Cease from travel. Cease from buying and selling. Give up, just for now, on trying to make the world different than it is. Sing. Pray. Touch only those to whom you commit your life. Center down. And when your body has become still, Reach out with your heart. Know that we are connected in ways that are terrifying and beautiful. You could hardly deny it now. Know that our lives are in one another's hands. Surely that has become clear. Do not reach out hands. Reach out your heart. Reach out your words. Reach out all the tendrils of compassion that move invisibly, where we cannot touch. Promise this world your love, for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, so long as we all shall live. Become still. Center down. Reach out with heart and words. Capture ancient wisdom. Get creative. Promise this world your love. I am leaning into an understanding of this time as an extended winter. An extended time of enforced quiet and being inside, of internal work nesting. In ways that we cannot see, the flourishing of spring is nourished in the cold and dark of the winter. The seeds which contain within them all the information they need to grow, are fed by the dark and the cold, under the soil where we cannot see. In ways that we do not yet understand, the depth of community will be nourished in this time of distance. Our minds, our hearts, our souls know what it is to survive. We contain within us a vastness that can overcome this time of separation. And in our isolation, we will be fed by connections, voices, faces, and the care that we will extend to each other. Because although we will be distant, we do not need to be apart. We see you, friends. Not with our eyes, but with our beings. We know your courageous souls. We know your hands that work for justice. We know your minds that yearn to grow. We know your loving hearts. We see you, and we love you. And we are here for you, as I know you will be here for each other. We've got this. So many. it be.